In all you're getting, get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Through wisdom is the house built. And by understanding, it is established. Join, Join Apostle Joshua Selman of Eternity Network International as he takes you on a journey into the wisdom of God's Word. It's intimacy. It's partnership. It's fellowship. This is Koinonia. we love you with everything that we are and everything that we have we declare that the name of Jesus alone be exalted hallelujah blessed is he
because of what Hello, Madonna. Hello, Madonna. Sing it to your maker. Hello, Madonna. of kings, Lord of lords, you are faithful and true, Lamb of God, we worship you. King of kings, Lord of lords, you are faithful and true. Lamb of God, we worship you, for your name is holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Oh, Rabashika, Pretekete, Benedebo, 
Let the weight of your glory fall. Let it cover all the earth. Let the weight of your glory fall. Something will happen to you as you sing this song. Just the keyboard. Let the weight of your glory fall. Let it cover all the earth. Let it cover all the earth. Let it cover all the Let it cover all let it cover all There is a cloud of his glory in this place. Let it cover all the Let the weight of your glory fall. Let it fall on us tonight. Adonai, 
generation will declare your praise to another for you are seated upon the throne mighty majestic in holiness we worship you lord we bless you we give you all the praise majesty please go ahead and worship him this is part of the meeting when we worship him he makes his presence manifest sing unto him psalms hymns and spiritual songs make melody from your hearts to the lord let a song rise from your spirit to him an expression of deep worship we open up our hearts to God and we connect to your spirit. Lord God Almighty 
Lord give us very strange visitations tonight. Give us strange visitations, oh God. Give us encounters. This is called koinonia. Let it be a place of encounter for us tonight. Hallelujah. The saints and the angels bow. The redeemed worship you now. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. The saints and the angels bow. The redeemed worship you now. Holy, holy, holy are We'll forever be chasing after you We'll be chasing after you Not just the things you can give Lord, we'll forever be chasing after you. We'll be chasing after you. We will rise from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Oh, yes, we will rise from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and we'll forever be chasing after you. We'll be chasing after you. I'll forever be chasing after you. I'll be chasing after you. Hallelujah. Jesus, we just want you to know that we love you. We love you with everything. We are gathered here every week, not just to receive from you, but to express our love to you. Lord, we want you to know that we love you. We love you from the depths of our hearts. We are not using you to get promotion house, cars, success. 
but we love you. Go ahead and just express your love for him in one minute. Let him know that you mean business with him. You love him. Not just that you want to receive from him, but you love him. not an opinion to me. your neighbor on the back. Good evening. And we'll get Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for tonight. And we thank you because you will bless us remarkably. Hallelujah. We'll just do two things very quickly. Um, we're going to thank God very seriously. While you're seated, I'll prompt you for the manifold blessings of the Lord upon our lives and upon this house. We cannot be ungrateful people. Hallelujah. God has done so many wondrous things in recent times. And um, we owe him thanks. The second thing is that we're going to pray for Nigeria in one minute. Hallelujah. Ah, Pastor it's good to see you. Bless you. Praise the Lord. We're going to pray for Nigeria. Um, whether or not you're a Nigerian, it doesn't matter. So long as you are in this place, 
we are very patriotic citizens and we believe in what God is doing. We are going to rise up. Mike, you play the national anthem once and then we'll prophesy into Nigeria and then we'll sit down. Please let's rise. Can we do that? Very fanatical about we will contribute our own quarter of prayer and prophecy over the nation. I believe in this country. I believe in what God is doing. Nigeria is God's firstborn in Africa. Nigeria will return the Christ. Mm. Hallelujah. Nigeria is the holy land that Isaiah spoke about. It was not just amalgamated by Lord Lugard. There is a prophecy upon our nation. Hallelujah. I want you to know that. If you don't know that, you would think we are just... Um, forget the corruption that you see around and all the things that look like there are armed robbers. There are armed robbers in every nation. There are thieves in every nation. There are touts in every nation. There are poor people in every nation. And um, let's take our eyes off these garbages that the devil tries to bring before us. It is true that there seems to be corruption in the system. But then I want you to know that in the midst of this, God is doing something. And we choose to see what he is doing. It's a choice. Hallelujah. Ready? Okay. Hallelujah. In one minute, let's lift our voice and prophesy to this nation. We speak to the soul of this nation. Go ahead and pray. Right from the presidency, we speak to the soul of this nation. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Nigeria remains a place of prophecy. Nigeria remains a habitation of the presence of God. Go ahead and prophesy. In the midst of the corruption, in the midst of all the things that are happening, we declare that the Lord is arising like a mighty one in our midst. We prophesy that Nigeria will step into her prophetic destiny. In the name of Jesus Christ, that old proverb will no longer be used in this nation. We speak forth, we declare in the name of Jesus Nigeria will be a place of righteousness. It will be a place of peace. It will be a place of justice. Nigeria will be Beulah and Hepzibah. It will be the desire of nations. We prophesy. We speak over our leaders. We speak over the citizens. We curse Boko Haram in the name of Jesus. 
We declare that the grace of God is at work in this country. Patriotism becomes our anthem in this country. The banner of godliness will never, never be torn in this country. It will be lifted higher than ever. And Lord, we surrender this nation to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Secondly, let's just lift our voices and thank God for what He is doing through this ministry. The privilege for us to contribute our quota to the advancement of the kingdom. Lift your voice and thank Him for the media ministry, the teachings, the impact, the miracles, the testimonies. We are grateful people. We are grateful people. We return all the thanks and the praise. Thank you for the millions of lives that are changed, destinies that are transformed, souls that are saved, encounters. Thank you for churches and ministries, businesses and lives, families, individuals and territories that have been influenced by the hand of God upon our lives. I'd like us to thank God for it. Lord, we choose to say thank you. We are grateful people. We are very, very grateful people. We thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now ask the Lord for a visitation tonight. He will change us by the power of his word. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. Please be seated. Welcome everyone. Especially our visitors who have come from far. Thank you so much. We honor you. May the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. And for those outside, we bless you. Can we give them a big, big round of applause? Thank you. Philippians chapter 4, please. I'd like us to be very sensitive tonight because God is going to be touching us. Um, we'll pray. Just share a few things to charge and admonish our hearts. And then we will pray. Philippians chapter 4. From verse 8. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Are we there? Let's read. One, okay, it's projected. Um, one to read. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, it says, think on these things. Hallelujah. Um, one of the very powerful things about working in the kingdom system is the fact that we 
have the privilege to understand the way God works. Not just the results we get from Him, but to be able to understand the dynamics of His operation. Hallelujah. When you go to a herbalist, he is not committed to explaining to you how things work. Praise the Lord. He will ask you, turn and move backward. And you have no right to ask him why you should move backward. And he tells you, sit down. And then he says, call the name of whoever you want to kill or whatever you want. Or the, the woman you want to marry or the man or whatever took you to his place. Call it three times. And you have no right to say, Baba, why? Because if you dare ask why, it may cost you that asking alone can bring some sort of punishment. Are we together now? And so, when people operate in the world system, usually there is a lot of secrecy. The process of achieving things in the world is usually kept secret. So that um, we only see results without understanding the dynamics. And the danger there is that it makes only a few people um, to be equipped enough to be able to produce those results. Are we together now? The Bible tells us that the nation of Israel saw the acts of God, the results. But he said unto Moses, he showed him his way, the dynamics. He guided him through the spiritual principles that were responsible for producing those results. And let me tell you something, your Christian experience is really barren if all you have in your life is results without an understanding, a comprehension into the working principles that produce the results. Hallelujah. So part of the components of kingdom living is not just to celebrate results. This person was healed. This person was blessed. I prophesied and then there was a result. Or God opened a door, favor came. Listen, anything you do not understand its process, you cannot have confidence in it. True faith hinges upon understanding. For as long as there is a lot of vagueness in our Christian experience, we will think we are believing in God. But the truth of the matter is that we are just hoping that we are right. The apostle said, but I know whom I have believed. The word know there is not aware. It's an encounter. He's not saying I am aware of him. He's not talking of awareness. I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded. That's conviction. I am persuaded that is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. So as we attempt to grow spiritually... Remember what I told us spiritual growth is. There are two components that constitute spiritual growth. Number one is the measure of your conformity experientially into the person and the image of the Christ. That's the first spiritual index to measure spiritual growth. The degree to which you are coming into conformity experientially. Hallelujah. The degree to which you are becoming an expression of the Christ. Paul prayed and said, My little children of whom I travail, he said, until Christ be formed in you. So the formation of Christ is the experiential building into your person and then the release of the fullness of the life, the character, the quality of the Christ. The second component of spiritual growth is 
your understanding, your comprehension of the principles and the mysteries of the kingdom. It matters that you understand how the kingdom system works. Hallelujah. That way, you will be able to function like the Christ. So when the Bible says God made man in his image and after his likeness, that's what he was talking about. The image of Christ is the word glory, is the word doxa, right? In, in the Greek is doxa, in the Hebrew is kabod. It means the essence of a man, the very component that make that man, whoever he is. So the Bible says God made man in his image. And we know that Christ is the express image of God. So God created man in Christ. Right? He created man to be a reflection of the word, a reflection of the Christ. When he says he made him in his likeness, there it talks about functionality. That man will function the way the Godhead functions. Are we together now? And so, the way the Godhead creates is the way man should function creatively. The way the Godhead thinks is the way man should think. Are we together now? And so, when we say you are growing spiritually, don't, don't confuse it. We are not just saying you are seeing visions or angels or throwing people under the anointing. You can measure your spiritual growth at any point by first examining through the eyes and the mirror of God's word to what degree you are becoming like the Christ experientially. That's the degree to which the fruit of the Spirit is at work in you. The degree to which the spirit man has gained ascendance over the flesh. Right? The degree to which carnality um, is, is, is dead from your life. The degree to which you become heavenly minded. That you set your hearts on the things that are above and not the things that are in the world. And then your understanding of the principles of the kingdom. Listen, listen, listen. It is possible to conform into the image of the Christ and never experientially enjoy the benefits. The benefits of kingdom living. You can conform to the image of the Christ, but then it takes a comprehension of the laws of the kingdom for you to be able to walk in success, prosperity, divine health, etc., etc. Hallelujah. There are many believers who love God there are many believers who are sincere. But sincerity is not the key to victory. Are we together now? It takes more than sincerity to be victorious. Psalms 82 verse 5, please. The Bible says, they know not. So that's the, that's the diagnosis. Although they are mighty men, verse 1 starts by saying, God stands in the congregation of the mighty. And then he begins to question the people. Right? Verse 5 says, they know not, neither will they understand. It says they grow in darkness, they walk in darkness, and as a result, the earth is out of its course. The next verse says, know ye not, do you not know, have you not come into this understanding, that ye are gods, and that all of you, not some of you, not men of God, ye are gods, is that true? And then it says, um... Um, how, the, how does he put it now? He says, Know ye not that ye are gods and... Then he says in verse 7, he says, But ye shall die like men, men and fall like one of these princes. So the question is, 
they know not. Neither will they understand. Notice there are two things there. Right? Let me tell you something. Wisdom, listen, listen. Wisdom is knowing what to do. Understanding is knowing how to do it. That's why the Bible says, with all your getting, it will still not profit you. Get understanding. The dynamics of his operation. That way your success becomes predictable. It may take time, but I guarantee you, for as long as there is a day after a night, your success will be inevitable. Hallelujah. And so as I challenge us week after week, the goal is to help us to gain mastery. Everybody say mastery. To gain mastery over the laws and the principles of the kingdom. So that on the strength of our understanding, we will be able to walk in dominion. You've heard me say it again and again, that dominion is not an impartation. There is no such thing as an impartation for dominion. Hallelujah. Dominion is what happens to you when you come into an understanding of the principles of the kingdom. For as long as you live, you will never have a problem wearing a shirt and a trouser or your skirt because there is a principle. Is that true? There are all kinds of tailors all around the world, but they produce similar results because tailoring works by principle. Nobody sits down and says, I think like um, turning the clothes this way. There is a formula. Are we together now? Tonight, I just want us to examine two things as we pray that will help us. I'm amazed. Brothers and sisters, listen. I'm amazed at how many believers think that because they are born again, automatically their lives will become that desired heaven on its own. Nothing can be farther from the truth. While it is true that salvation gives us access to the fullness of all that Christ has purchased, it takes understanding to walk into the experience of it. The Bible says that God had put all things under his feet. It says, but as it is right now, experientially, we do not yet see all things. Are we together now? And so, so that our Christian experience does not become a circle of frustrations, that on one side you are reading your Bible and you are seeing the blessings and the promises of God. And while it is true that the pivot of the Christian pursuit is not things, we are not walking, we don't just seek God and pursue Him just for things. Hallelujah. The goal is not to get things. However, I want you to know that eventually in your life, you will need consolations to be... Um, they serve as an evidence and as a motivation to your Christian experience. Are you following what I'm saying now? So eventually, when your life refuses to bear fruit, it will begin to challenge your convictions about God. While it is true that we love God, whether the door is open or not, while it is true that we will serve Him no matter what happens, brothers and sisters, it is best to serve God. See, man was never designed to serve God under pain under penury, under suffering. This is why when you serve God under those conditions, it's called sacrifice. Because you were not designed by default to function that way. 
Are we together now? So you must believe that God wants you to walk into the victory, the blessings, the prosperity, the increase. And now sometimes we men of God fall victims um, of misleading God's people in a sincere attempt to make people spiritually minded. In a sincere attempt to push people to become spiritual and to bring people to a point where our passion for God is above and beyond everything, we, we seem to trivialize the fact that God is interested in their success. Are we together now? So we have a, a congregation of people who love God, but they are failures in every way. And then eventually, the reality of their fruitlessness begins to choke their Christian experience. And by the grace of God, everything that you will hear will be within the context of the kingdom and within the balance that will make your life holistic. Are we together now? So you will be taught, as always, that your love for God will be the ultimate. You cannot afford to tie your work with God to money and car and prosperity and marriage and child and whatsoever. No, 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 no. It will make your Christian experience fake. Are we together now? However, it is God's desire for you to have a consolation in your Christian experience. Say amen. I've taught us again and again that materialism is not having materials. There are poor people who are materialistic. Absolutely. Materialism has nothing to do with materials. Materialism is the influence of the flesh, the influence of things around. When they occupy the place of God, don't be mistaken that when you see somebody come out of a jeep, or somebody wears a designer clothes, that person is materialistic, far from it. In fact, let me tell you sincerely, most wealthy people conquered money to be wealthy in the first place. Are we together now? So God wants your success and my success. Say amen. amen. But Paul began to give us one key to the success principles of the Spirit. And he says, finally, brethren, let me talk about your thought life. Paul, in many scriptures, and the psalmist and Jesus himself, begins to tell us that in our quest to become all that God has destined for us, we must pay attention to our minds. We must pay attention to our thought life. Our convictions and the things that we think about have a lot to do with the manifestation of our reality. And again and again, the word keeps challenging us to order our thoughts aright. Are we together now? So the Bible begins to tell us that if you want to succeed in life, your thoughts must be cultured. They must be governed. I've taught us again and again that your life revolves around your most dominant thoughts. This is very, very true. That your life becomes eventually a reflection of your convictions. Right? And, and so in, in Psalm 19, let's look at Psalm 19 verse 14. The psalmist puts it in a very interesting way. Two keys that are responsible for our success in life. Two keys that are responsible. Psalm 19 verse 14. I, I believe, yes, it should be. Psalm 19 verse 14. Let's turn there. Thank you, Jesus. 
Psalm 19, verse 14. Let's read it together. One to read. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. The psalmist tells us to be successful. There are two things that are very important. Number one is the meditations, the contemplation, the content of your heart. And heart there is interchanged in many places in scripture with mind. Are we together now? The meditations of your heart that lead to the words of your mouth can decide your destiny. This is very, very important. Hallelujah. Now, um, many people have not been taught that their mentality, their mindset, their ideologies are largely responsible for the quality of their life. There are people who pray all the time and, and, and now there is a place for, you know, taking charge of spiritual forces that attempts to cause people to fail and so on and so forth. But we must realize that not everything about a man's failure is tied to devils and witches and wizards and so on and so forth. There are many of us who do not have the kind of mental state that will afford the Holy Spirit birth in us the things that will create a glorious destiny. Hallelujah. And so Paul is teaching us that whatsoever things he's giving us spiritual parameters that govern our thought life because i tell you this sincerely there is no man that wins the olympic by mistake there's no such thing as success by mistake it doesn't happen hallelujah so it must be intentional and we must upgrade our mindset you can um make make reference to our teaching on pulling down strongholds Right? That message will bless you. Because a man is entirely a summation of his mindset and ideology. And I told us how that our ideologies are principally formed from our cultures. Is that true? Our cultural background. We come from different areas with different ideologies about God, about success, about marriage, about life, about victory, about failure, etc. When we come to God... We don't come so that he will add to those faulty mindsets. We open up our spirit and we ask him to edit. That anything that is not consistent with the pattern of the Christ must leave. Even if it is culturally correct. Is God speaking to us now? So many of us are victims of culture. We have held on to age-long stumbling blocks that will never afford us the opportunity to taste of kingdom success. We hold on to these things, we cherish them so much, and the devil keeps taking advantage of them and destroying our lives. But we must choose to lay them down in the name of Jesus Christ. I told us also that our mindsets are formed as a result of our levels of exposure. The reality you do not know exists, you cannot open up your heart to take it. Is that true? And so the word of God exposes us to the possibilities that exist. So that by faith we can open up ourselves and tap into those possibilities. Our mindsets are also framed from our past. And for many of us, our past are not good experiences. But we have allowed it to become part of the walls in our minds that make us feel we are failures. There are many of us seated here who believe that we really cannot do much. And so that limitation that has come from our repeated failures of the past 
create stumbling blocks and stop us from becoming all that God has destined. Take seriously what I'm sharing with you because your life is at the mercy of these truths. Hallelujah. Are we together? Let the words of my mouth, let the contemplations and the meditations of my heart be such that it is acceptable unto you. Let it be such that it is consistent with your ways. If you must live in the kingdom, you must subscribe to God's way of doing things. See, the word of God is not an opinion. A believer is not just one who believes the word of God. A believer is one who submits to the word of God. You submit to it ultimately, regardless of what you feel about it. Are we together now? If I can change your mindset, then you can prosper. I guarantee you. I don't care what the limitation is right now. But if you refuse to allow your mindset to be changed, then there is nothing that can be done to you. A man's limitation is primarily his mindset. Everyone say after me in the name of Jesus. I receive grace from God for a change of mindset. A change of ideology. Hallelujah. This was the limitation of Abraham. For a long time, God wanted to do great things through his life. But his limitation became a stumbling block. And one time, God called him out and said, Abraham, I want to expand your mind. Attempt to count the stars. And he kept trying and failing. And, you know, he gave up. And God said, this is how your seed will be. Finally, Abraham believed God. And the Bible says he was counted unto him for righteousness. Hallelujah. It's very, very important for us to understand. Um... Your thought life, listen, your thought life is a mechanism for creating things in your physical environment. Your mind is like a machine. It's a spiritual component that is locked up in you that is responsible for creation. I need you to understand this. This is the principle of creation. Many people have been taught that creation is just about speaking. No, it's not about speaking alone. There are two components that must coexist for creation to happen. Listen, every time you speak what is not consistent with your mind, every time you speak what is not consistent with that which is locked up in your spirit, you just wasted your time. Believe me. Even for salvation, the Bible says, with the heart man believes. And on the strength of that conviction, with the mouth, confession is made and it will lead to salvation. Are we together now? So in that same way, the first key to succeeding is your conviction within. That internal work, that coming to a point where your thought life is completely governed by the word of God. We call that state having the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is not just a mind that is spiritual. The mind of Christ is the mind that has been adjusted to think entirely from God's perspective. So your viewpoint is consistent with the word of God. Hallelujah. We have not been taught the consequences of thinking evil. We have not been taught the consequences of having a faulty mindset. Listen, your mind and your thought life will eventually create what you are thinking. Believe me on this when I tell you. Believe me. Eventually. So Satan destroys our lives 
not just by bringing physical tragedies, but because for many of us, our minds have not been fortified by the Word of God. We have not embraced the Spirit of God enough to produce that kind of alignment and adjustment. We allow all kinds of thoughts. That's why the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal. In other words, this battle is not in the flesh realm. It says, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Then it says, casting down every imagination comes from the word Yetzar. Creative thoughts that are planted by Satan. Because if it is in your mind and it becomes an obsession, it must manifest. It is not if, it is when. Listen, whatever stays in your mind long enough, I guarantee you, no power in existence will stop it from manifesting. Genesis 11. Genesis 11. Oh, I believe in you. I believe in you. Hallelujah. I believe in you. Let's read. This was a strange man called Nimrod Kush. Hallelujah. That the Bible says they, are, they were attempting to build a city. Look at Please, whether it is spiritual or physical is audacious. Let's just, let's, let's take it from there. Are we, uh, there are all kinds of schools of thought, whether it was physical or spiritual. That's not really the most important thing. The fact that it was a conception in the heart of man to build a tower. Listen to how men think. Goto, come, let us build a city and a tower whose top will reach the heavens and let us by it make a name for ourselves. According to them, they did not see any impossibility. Not impossibility of raw materials, not impossibility of workforce, not impossibility of anything. Let's see what happened. Verse 4. Verse 4. And they said, Come, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make a name lest we be scattered abroad from the face of the whole earth. Are you ready? Now watch this. This was Nimrod proposing the idea. Are we together? He was proposing the idea because he knew that if the people begin to think, if they can get to a point where that mental picture is in them, the same way it's in him, nothing will stop them. Verse 5. It says, And the Lord came down to see the tower which the children of men did what? Look at it. Not the tower that they are building. In God's mind, they have finished it. Look at this. Is that in your Bible? <laughs> Nimrod says, look guys, come together. Let us build a city. We want something to manifest physically. But we know that this is, everything is truly possible. So I want to do something to your mindset. Do you guys believe we are able? And they said yes. And God was watching. The moment they agreed, God said the house was finished. He came down to see what they had built. Can you imagine that? That a man had come to a point of persuasion where his thought life has agreed with the word of God. Right? And then the Bible tells us that it will be manifested. Listen, listen. Do you know that God had to scatter them 
for that plan to fail. God did not sit in heaven and say, look, don't worry, these guys are just silly people. He literally had to bring confusion to their languages so that they no longer would reason with one another. Every business empire you see today, every successful ministry, every impactful believer who has been mightily used by God. Listen, when God comes to you, when He calls you, the second assignment is not to use you. When He calls you, listen, He equips you. And part of that equipment is He has to make you get to a point where your mind resonates with His own. And then He can send you anywhere. When He called Moses, He said, Moses, I'm sending you to Pharaoh. And Moses said, huh, I, I know Ramesses. Who do I tell them has sent me? And he said, you are calling for a revelation. I am that I am. I want to show you a bit of the possibilities that are in me. And when he showed Moses, he said, on the strength of this mental picture, go. Your life is at the mercy of your thought. First and foremost, your mind, your thought life. This is the spiritual gateway for birthing ideas. This is the spiritual gateway for birthing creativity. This is the spiritual gateway for manifestation. This happens with the anointing and every other thing. Listen, if you ever will raise a dead, you must have conviction enough to stand before one. Are we together now? When a man walks to a sick body and looks at the sick body, you are seeing that this guy has cancer. Are we together? They are showing you a medical report. Terminal case of cancer. Yet you have the gods to overlook that report. Because there is a higher reality. Your mind has been programmed to see something higher and better. Are we together now? You pray for someone on a wheelchair. Your physical eyes is seeing limbs that are not... I mean, these limbs, even if he's well, he can't stand because he's just skin bones. And you have the audacity to hold his hands and say, stand up. Listen. Sit down, sir. Thank you. Your life is a reflection of the excellency of your mindset. That's why all things are not possible for everybody. The Bible never said all things are possible for everybody. It says to him that believes. Your first assignment is not to look for money to prosper. Believe me. Your first assignment is not to look for a job or a business idea. Please believe me on this. Your first assignment is not to run around looking for helpers. Your first assignment is to stay and rise to a point where your mindset, where you are obsessed with the possibilities, where the word of God literally is like your mirror. The same way when you look at a mirror, you see yourself. Are we together now? The Bible says as we behold him, we are changed. There is a transition. There is a transition. The workers, listen, none of you signed any form that you will come for Koinonia this evening. Did you sign any form? But the workers came as early as maybe six, seven, eight, and they started dressing everything. The worship team was preparing. You know why? Because something has happened to them. 
there is an understanding. They know that God will draw his people to himself and bless them. Imagine if they sat down and said, let's watch. If we see people come, are we together now? I mean, who told the people that there will be an overflow outside? Don't say it's because it has been happening. There was a first day. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. The oil was at the mercy of the vessel. The oil was not small. The vessel was small. So the, oil, the vessel made the oil look small. Are we together? The prophet said, go and enlarge your capacity. Borrow vessels. He said, borrow not a few. Enlarge your capacity. The moment there were vessels, the oil started multiplying. I learned this early in life. I've studied Jesus Christ and I've studied very successful people. Every successful person in life, every person that has been used mightily by God, first and foremost got to a point where they were convicted that the ability of the Spirit can work in and through them. Are we together now? Everyone, every single one of them. It took them time, but they stayed until they got to a point where their construction was unwavering. So you hear Job speaking things like, Though he slay me, yet will I praise him. He says, all the days of my appointed time, I will wait till my change comes. In other words, he knew his change would come. When David was in the cave of Adullam, he knew that inevitably he was meant for the palace. Listen. Listen. The devil stands helpless in the face of a man who has made the word of God his mentality. At that point, Satan becomes powerless truly in your life because you are no longer governed by the circumstances and the things that your optical eye sees. Your convictions are higher than your physical perceptions. So you know that God is able. Now the question is, Satan has surrounded, or the issue is, Satan has surrounded our lives. Listen. He has surrounded our lives with things that compel us to think in a certain way. This is what cosmos is all about. Babylon. The, this godless system. Satan has created structures around our environment. They are called mind control systems. From the movies. Are we together now? To the way people behave. Right? To spiritual forces that influence men. All of them are aimed at bringing people to think in a certain way. So by the time a lady watches a movie and she finds out that evil is celebrated, in that movie, a lady steals a man's money and they clap for her as being brave. So the devil gives your mind a new definition of what great means. That whenever you are able to oppress another successfully, you are great. And so you receive it. Are we together now? And then eventually, from morning till night, we walk out in the morning and return to our homes with all kinds of ideologies that are not consistent with the Word of God. And what we keep seeing in our lives is a physical manifestation of things we did not bargain for. But you thought about them long enough. 
that thought life became so powerful that it necessarily made us to start speaking it. Listen, there is a difference between speaking just because you want to talk and you are responding to the overflow of the content in your mind. The Bible says every time your mind is full, you must speak. It's not about whether you want or not. Uh-uh. It said, be ye filled with the Spirit. Immediately, say you will start speaking. So the moment your mind is full, your mouth will start speaking. Is God helping us? And so we begin to speak. And while we are speaking, we do not know that we are creating. Every time there is a union between your thought life and your words, there must be creation. So we call ourselves names that we have thought about for so long and we have verbalized. And then our lives inevitably become it. Job said this. He said, the things that I feared most have come upon me. He feared many things, but the one he feared most became his reality. Are we together? There were many things he was afraid of, but the most dominant fear became his reality. So if you want to reign in life, you must realize that part of your assignment with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God is to come to a point where you think like Christ. I love Jesus. They brought five loaves and two fish. Say, ah, how are we going to feed these people? Jesus said, no, 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 no. Be silent. Don't corrupt my mindset. I know all things are possible. I'm El Shaddai. That you cannot see it does not mean it's, it's not there. And he told them, no. He lifted it and he gave thanks. And he told the people, he said, go and start sharing it. Sir, what about the embarrassment? Go and start sharing it. And the Bible says, as they were going. See that. This is why you find out that certain things happen to people in certain ways. Your father kept calling you stupid from birth. At 11 years, you were behaving helplessly stupid. Now, he thought he was venting anger. He did not know he was creating. Are we together now? They started calling the lady prostitute. You don't stay in your home. You go to somebody's home. And at age 13, 14, she looks back and sees that ah, she's beginning to have a lustful desire for men. Because every time your mind, I'm not just talking of hallucination. When your mind holds on to it like a conviction and your word speaks, it's like a woman and a man meeting together. There must be creation. I never confess things I don't believe because I'm wasting my time. Are we together? I pray that you will find, you will see light in what I'm sharing with you. When you see this, you will know that there is nothing coincidence about a man's destiny. Every man receives the fruit of what he created or allowed others to create for him. Hallelujah. And so every time your physical life is manifesting things that are not consistent with what the word of God says, the key is not to complain. The key is to take your eyes away. The Bible says looking unto Jesus. 
Not looking on to your circumstances. Not looking on to your situations. Looking on to Jesus. He calls him the author and the finisher of our faith. Right from the time we were 10, 20 in this ministry, I already saw a crowd. I preached that way. I behaved that way. My convictions have never increased or decreased with people. Because what is in me is stronger than what I see. What you are seeing today is what I spoke yesterday. Tomorrow will tell you what I'm speaking now. Are you getting what I'm saying now? No, 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 no. What you are seeing today is not my mindset of today. <laughs> the physical realm always delays. The realm of the spirit is faster. I've gone ahead of this realm. Because there is the power of creation. You can change any situation in your life. It may take a while, but as far as the heaven is above the earth, you can change it. The first thing is not just to shout and say, God forbid! God forbid is not a confession. It's just an attempt to be human. Are we together now? There are so many people who make all kinds of statements without the conviction to support it. And so there are only statements, no creation. I will never fail me. God forbid. I won't fail. Yet you are seeing it right before you. Because you see, what you are saying and what you are thinking are not the same. So there is no creation. Are we together now? There are many pastors who keep speaking and saying, in the name of Jesus, I have this and that and that, but the truth is their convictions are not true. After the church service, when they now sit down in a non-church platform, they start saying the things they really believe. Say, like, oh boy, man, the truth is, Sky, it's not easy. Oh. To be a man is not a day's job, truly, truly. That's what they believe. You see that? That's their conviction. It's easy for us to use all kinds of spiritual words on stage. Thee and thou, and you know God is faithful. Everybody say God is faithful. But the truth is, whatever is the pivot of your thinking is what will be your expression even when you are alone. Uh, when I'm alone, I say the same thing. I look at myself and I prophesy and I speak. This is not just positive thinking. This is kingdom living. I, are we together now? It's, it's not just positive thinking, brothers and sisters. Creation did not stop on the seventh day. God only rested. Creation is still on. That's what makes us God. Co-creators. But we have lost the art of understanding God's technology of creation. It's not just speaking. It's speaking on the strength of a conviction. That's what produces creation. Hallelujah. What is the sum total of your ideology while you are seated here? Many of us believe all kinds of lies that the devil has put in us. And Paul is saying, finally. He says, I've, I've discussed other issues with you, but I cannot end this epistle this way. Finally, whatsoever things are true, don't think lies. What is a lie? Anything the word of God did not endorse. Anything at all. So your situation currently is a lie, as far as the word of God says. Hmm. See, see, the Bible puts it this way. I love the Bible. It inspires me. It says, listen, it says for our light affliction. Imagine the hell you are going through and the Bible calls it light. For our light affliction. 
Then he says, which is but for a moment. It costs 10 years a moment. Now it's up to you to choose to believe what the word has said. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. It says, it walketh in us. A far more exceeding weight of glory. Then he says this, why we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. How do you see what is unseen? He never said the things that are unreal. It only said they are unseen. That tells you all you see is not all there is. Brothers and sisters, there are microorganisms in this room. You cannot see them. But you keep something, keep kunu, leave it open for four days and see what it will turn into. It reveals to you that there are microorganisms, there are bacteria all around. To be carnally minded is to be governed entirely by your vision, your, your physical vision. And the devil knows that we are people who walk sensually. And so he has taken advantage of our senses to corrupt the reality of this principle. You get the glory. You get the praise. You take the honor. I just want to say thank you. You get the glory. You get the praise. You get the praise. You take the honor. You take the honor. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. God cannot do much with you if your mind does not authorize him to create realities in your life. God wants to find expression in your world. He wants to do a lot of great and mighty things. But he's dependent on your mindset. It's not just speaking. You speak on the strength of conviction. The world, our parents, our environment, right? The mindset in Nigeria has made us to think in a certain way. To an extent that when you fail, right? When things are not working in your life, Rather than staying with God and staying true until there is a manifestation, you look for somebody who has failed more than you and you justify it. You see an ideology. It's supposed to be a solidarity, a comfort, but it has destroyed us. So someone comes with a membership of 20 people and then God shows you that I can do more with you. And you say, am, am I not better than this guy? At least I'm, I'm 20, he's 4. And by that we guarantee our mediocrity. And we remain there. Never to rise. Never to rise. Let me tell you how I think. I lock up myself in a room or wherever there is and I pray in tongues I soak myself with worship and I take a journey through the word of God because I don't trust anything else believe me any other thing outside the word of God 
is a lie. Now, it's difficult to convince you because for us, a lie is anything you cannot see, you cannot touch, or anything that is not true based on a reference. Jesus said, I am the way. I am reality. Not just an information that is correct. Truth is not what is correct. Truth is what has life in it. Anything that does not have the life of God in it is not truth. That's why it may be a physical reality that you have a lump, a breast lump or a growth on your legs. But the word of God tells you, listen, listen, listen. The word of God tells you that that is an affliction that can leave. It opens you up to the possibility that it can leave. It's up to you to now dwell on this physical reality and die with it. Listen, when, remember in, in the Bible, remember in the Bible, that's why your eye, your eye is very important in your dominion. What you see, physically and spiritually. Remember, brothers and sisters, the Bible teaches us that there was a time, listen, there was a time when the nation of Israel were dying and all of that and all of that serpents and so on and so forth. And he told Moses to make a serpent and put it up. Remember? And he said, if you can just look at it, you will be free. It matters what you see. It matters what you look at. You cannot sit down watching all kinds of devilish movies, watching all kinds of things, exposing yourself to environments that feed your mind wrongly. And then you want your life to conform to the word of God. It will not happen that way. So I surround myself. I soak myself with this atmosphere of worship. And then I begin to take a journey through the word of God. I read the book of Joshua. And I see what God told me. That no man will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. And like a camera. That's it. You see that? You see what this camera is doing? That's what your mind does to everything. Your mind snaps everything. It's up to you to delete every junk in your mind. By the word of God. Your mind is like a camera. Listen. If you check this right now, you will see what was captured. How many of you, look at me. How many of you have posed well for a picture? You thought you posed well, but when you checked what it captured, your eyes were closed. You would have argued that you didn't close your eyes. But at the point of capture, that's it. That's how our minds are. You think you are getting it right. But your, your reality is telling you something is wrong up there. If we are to look at these pictures right now, you may think you were standing very cute. But you find out that you were even like this sleeping. But you can never remember when you did that. The camera can remember. You see that? So, you begin to see repeated woes in your life. And say, when did I do this? I go to church every day. I pray. And your mind says, well, as far as I'm concerned, every time you spoke, you spoke things that were not consistent with your mind. And the few times you spoke what was consistent with your mind, there was creation. This is the child. Oh, we are failures. It's not for us. This and that and that and that. It's not for people like us. And listen, the, the most, the most, the, the saddest part of this is people who are negative about life. 
Have you seen people like that? Let me advise you, run away from them quickly. Even if you grew up together, it's time to break away from them. There are people who stand close to you in five minutes. They are saying something negative. It's a devilish attitude. Believe me, if that thing is at work in your life, you need a retreat. Use the weekend. Retreat. Sam, come. Um, is it that, is it that in, in Koinonia, people are allowed to just sleep like that while a message is going on? You see what he's thinking. Are we together now? And then you move around and you are looking, eh, I'm seeing most Pastor Shegu and his wife do anko. What are they trying to tell us? <laughs> are we together? And then you saw that cake now. You see, they, their minds are negative. They always look for what is not working well. That's why their lives fail. So they try to attract people to themselves who are like them. It's a, it, look, you may be a sincere person, but it must change. There are people like that. They never are optimistic about life. Good morning. What is good about the morning? That's why the Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. It didn't say the Lord and Satan. This is the day the Lord made. Like you cook food for somebody. This is the day that the Lord made. He said, let us rejoice and be glad. Not complain and be angry. Listen. This is the revelation I have. So I come out in the morning and somebody insults me. And I remember this is the day the Lord has made. My assignment for me to receive what he has made is until I rejoice and I am glad. Listen, listen. This looks little but I'm teaching you something. The Bible is saying in the realm of the spirit the day has been made. Because it says he daily loads us with benefit. It has not manifested yet there is a condition. Your condition is rejoice and be glad rejoice and be glad because god made the day satan also made the day there is how you receive what he has made so every time you wake up there are two days in one you choose the day you want to see so i get up in the morning thinking I'm awake. Somebody will be saved because of my life today. Someone will be filled with the Holy Spirit because of my life today. Koinonia is rising higher. And somebody calls you and says, Do you know that I'm, I've not eaten anything? And I say, Don't worry. Our light afflictions, which is but for a moment. This is, I'm showing you how I'm thinking. Listen, I'm not just saying this because I'm, I'm acting here. It has become my construction. It's impossible to entertain any negative thought without a scripture rising as a standard. If I lack explanation for the situation like Job, I will say God is greater. God is greater. Lord, I count you faithful. The reason why your day is always a tragedy is because there is no rejoicing. Satan knows that. And so from, is, is from your bedmate. Right? Immediately you wake up, you just look and say, why are you looking ugly like this? Say, please don't try me. I'm, 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 I'm angry this morning. I had a, a, a dream that is not supposed to be. The moment you step down, you find out that there's no light for you to bath. You see, there are orchestrations in your life, but the Bible says rejoice and be glad. It didn't say rejoice because good things are happening. Rejoice as a rule. 
Rejoice as a king. Are we together now? How many of you wake up and rejoice? In spite of the fact that immediately you rejoice, somebody just sent you a text and said, I've been tolerating you for a long time. I just want you to know that I heard what you said about me. Wallahi, if I did this and that, and you read the text. Listen. Listen. It's up to you to allow that thing in your mind and start speaking. And you find out that for one hour you are thinking and resentment is becoming your most dominant thought and you verbalize it. Oh God, punish somebody for me. See, the Bible says, do not say before an angel, I made a mistake because they execute the words of the saints. Are we together? I never allowed... See, you can't be great thinking the way people are thinking. Somebody comes and tells you certain things and say, God bless you. I rejoice in the Lord. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He emphasizes it. He never said rejoice because you are happy. You went to the board and you saw what looked like... Um, it didn't look like your destiny and you, you, you just laughed. Not just that you move around and then... You stand and say, anybody that tries me will die in this place. They know. Creation is happening every day. Every time. Unfortunately, most of what we are creating in our lives are tragedies. And setbacks. Another aspect to this is, anything you do not celebrate in another person, you are not authorized to have it in your life. Oh, this is a key in the spirit. For as long as I keep talking about Sam, forget about stepping into the worship anointing. I will never. For as long as I trivialize Mike's grace. You see that? Many of us do not have this attitude of genuinely celebrating people. See, see, from this night I'm giving you an assignment. Remove the negativism out of your atmosphere. And you'll be amazed to see what will begin to happen in your life. One of the happiest person I've seen in my life is a gentleman called Alex. Not many of you know him. Alex is a very interesting personality. He used to play bass guitar for me before he traveled abroad to study. The only time I saw Alex sick, he said he had malaria. I couldn't believe it. Because he was laughing. I said, Alex, malaria. No, you are, you are kidding. I've never seen him angry. Believe me, those who know him will tell you. He used to cook. He uses hot pot. He will cook and because I don't eat much, he will just fetch more. I say, Pastor Joss, this is your own. He will just push it and sit down with the pot and eat it. Always laughing. I mean, there was a time we lost one of our sisters years ago. And he stood, everybody was being remorseful. He was trying to be remorseful. And I laughed. I said, this is not you. You are a joyful person. Those kind of people hardly fall sick, if at all. They are very happy. They don't see no masquerade chasing them in any dream. Because they are happy. They are happy. The praise of God is in their mouth. They are always optimistic. Are, are we together now? Always optimistic. Listen, walk with people like that. 
They are always optimistic. Every time they see challenges, tell them, don't worry. There's a better day. These are the kinds of people to work with. Not those who say, let's sit down here. I told you. Next time when I talk, you will listen to me. No, no, don't work with those kinds of people. There are pastors I will never work with. They are negative. They are cynical. They are always complaining. Why is ministry not working? Ministry is working. Are we together? Never, I will never become a party to those kinds of things. No. God is faithful. The Bible says the path of the just, I'm the just. It shines brighter and brighter. And as a pastor, you have to be careful. Don't carry your bad day and come and land it on your congregation. There are congregations that study the, the pastor. The moment they see the man like this, they know they are in for it. Because now he comes up and see those who are pastors laughing. You may not understand. Sometimes you can really be angry. And those who have annoyed you are there seated. And after singing the praise and worship, you are now looking. And then you say, stand up. And they, they pretend as if they didn't hear it. Did I not say, sir, I will cross you now? In this church, you people don't give, you don't honor your leaders. People are suffering. Maybe the guy is broke, things are not working. He has come on stage. The members are not cooperating. You are not sowing, no prophet offering, no love offering, no seed of honor. The man is frustrated. His wife is telling him, look, let's leave this job. Go and leave this ministry. Go and look for a job. And he carries that anger. And then everybody's in trouble. The drummer is in trouble. The keyboardist is in trouble. Usually it's the worship team that gets to receive the, the lash. You, you know that, right? Let's appreciate the worship team. You don't know what they go through. Really? Then immediately you finish all kinds of... I choose to be positive. It's a choice. I choose to be true. I refuse to meditate on negative things. My life is a blessing. Listen, we are going to pray. I, I just showed us this principle. I will never think on things that are not true. I will never think on things that are not pure. I will never think on things that are not noble. I will, I, no man will preach me into this. No. There's no amount of message. I will not declare my loyalty to anybody who is negative. No. I love you, but carry your trouble and go away with it. I see life only in one direction. Only one direction. The way the word of God says it should be. And no matter what is in my obstacle now, what is in me is bigger than it. It's a matter of time. My physical reality will always, inevitably, oh, that you will believe this. And you will know that that one shoe you have is not all that there is. And you stop feeling negative. You will celebrate that moment because you are waving it goodbye forever. Are we together now? Pressure is a product of a poor perception. This is the reason why many people are under pressure. You are trying to buy a suit of 100,000 or 200,000 now because you are trying to show you are successful. Listen, 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 listen. If you can agree with God up here, Satan is no longer a factor. The only way Satan stops your harvest is to stop your seed time. Once it is sown, it becomes automatic. And the word of God is that seed. You ask the leaders, every time we're having leaders meeting, we don't have time 
for any sorrowing and mourning. When our sister transited to be with the Lord, we had our time of, uh, you know, just talking, but I challenged them at once. I said, no griefing. Remember my message that night. Why would you preach such a message when people have had certain things? Because her transition is not a tragedy. We know exactly where she is and whatever it is that the devil orchestrated, we are happy that she's rejoicing. Paul said, for, for me to live is Christ. He says to die. He uses a business language. Gain. Gain. I refuse to be negative. There is nothing any man will do to me. Listen. That will make me sit down. I'm just negative. And say, oh God. Some of you say, oh God, take my life. You will soon die. No, 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 no. no. It's not a negative prophecy. It's a warning. It's a caution. We do it. Oh God, no marriage. No job. Nobody to see me. Listen. Listen. There is an atmosphere around you that is making that happen. You won't agree, but I'm telling you this. There is an atmosphere. I've seen ladies, please um, don't, 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 uh, don't think that I'm using this against any lady. I've seen certain ladies that may not even consider themselves to be as good looking. And you see the kind of brothers coming because they are optimistic. They know I will marry. They talk about their children with confidence. And you who stand say, children care. Where is the man? And then you find out that they sit down and true to it in your presence. Five people are calling and say, agree for me now. I'm ready to marry you. And you are there with your negative atmosphere. Human beings have prophetic atmospheres. They can repel or bring things to your life. Right? So a guy wants to say hello to you. They say, turn around and, 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 turn around and say hello to your, your, your neighbor. And a, a guy walks to you and you carry your anger and bitterness. That guy came for koinonia just like you. How are you, sweetheart? Sweetheart, don't stop there. Oh. This person that is talking is maybe he's even getting married soon. You now carry your anger. You create. This is why many people don't have friends. Two weeks and the friends are tired of them. Because there is an atmosphere that drives every good thing out of your life. A negative atmosphere. An atmosphere that is, is, is from a wrong mindset. He said, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable. You will never hear me say anything negative about Koinonia. I'm the number one fan of this ministry. I only see what God is doing and I celebrate it. You will not see me sit down and be talking about another man of God. And I'm telling you, Pastor Alpha, do you know that we saw blue flower in his church instead of yellow? No, never. Never. You must become very kingdom-minded and positive. I guarantee you, if you speak on the strength of that conviction, things will change in your life. I expect people to bless me every day. I'm surprised if they don't bless me. I expect it. It's not pride, it's the truth. Even this night. There are people, no, 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 no. I, this is my mind. You, you don't expect anything. You are even surprised when it comes. You say, for me, are you sure I'm the one not to give? Why can't you? Listen, 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 listen. What makes you think you do not deserve it? Say, I deserve the blessings of God. Shout it, I deserve the blessings of God. Say one more time, I deserve the blessings of God. 
I'm not teaching you carnality. I'm teaching you how to walk in victory. Many people always believe is, is the chaff that belongs to them. If you've been evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more, brothers and sisters, with your heavenly father gave? How much more? Every time you talk to people, there are some of you, you talk about people and say, what's the latest? What's the latest mean what is wrong in the person's life now? After six months of not meeting the person. Are we together now? What's the latest? Oh, she has a shop, so what's the latest? Today, it looks like nobody is even coming. Say, I said it, I said it. I choose to believe the word. I choose to allow it become the construction of my mindset. Jesus said this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he also do, and greater works. Brothers and sisters, I believe this. I don't know who is not working for, and I really feel bad for them, but as far as I'm concerned, this thing is going to work for me. There will always be people coming for koinonia. Lives will keep being changed. We will keep rising from glory to glory. When people say there is a casting down, for us here there is a lifting up. It's by the hand of God. The anointing of the Spirit will never run dry in this house. At every point there is increase. The word of God will never be scarce. It will never lose its place. Every time you come for koinonia, you will keep being blessed. That name will keep rising. This is my mindset. This is what I believe. This is how I live. In the open and in the secret, in my sleep, this is what I believe. I believe that favor follows me like a shadow. Everywhere I go, even people who do not want me, there is something upon me that compels them to bless me. I expect it. When it happens, I say, that's right. Consistent. I'm not going to betray my destiny with a negative confession. I will not. I will not. I will not. Jesus is glorified consistently in my life. Everywhere I go to minister, they receive the touch of God. I am a blessing. I'm not a liability to any man. I'm not a cost to any man. I choose to believe I am a blessing. Because he said, in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Are we together? This, are the, this is, is part of the secrets that has preserved and multiplied the anointing of the Spirit upon my life. Don't you think it's just prayer and fasting alone? There is an understanding that keeps the anointing comfortable in me. Nothing in me will choke the anointing out of me because I have learned to create the atmosphere. I have an unction from the and I know. That's why you will keep coming. You will drag yourself from your room by an agency you cannot explain. It's called anakazo. It's at work. It's the compelling power of the Spirit supported by a healthy mindset. I will never be a failure in life. Me and poverty are signed up forever. I waved it goodbye, it waved me back. There's no possibility of meeting again. I lift my hands in worship as I sing praises to your name. I lift my hands in worship as I see 
Glory to your name. Son of man, what seest thou? He said, Son of man, what seest thou? He said, as far as your eyes can see, to you I will give as an inheritance. He said, Abraham, from where thou art, it's okay that you are where you are, but from where you are, he said, lift up your eyes. From where you are, lift up your eyes and see. Northwards, southward, eastward, westward. He said, as far as your eyes can see. Brothers and sisters, I see far. I see far. Are you seeing your today or you are already seeing what God has designed? Listen, if you see it, brothers and sisters, you can carry your 250 naira trouser and move happily. Because what people are seeing is a mirage. They will soon see what is true. The Bible says the things that are on the scene are temporal. Temporal. I see a ministry with prosperity and abundance. I see a ministry touching people all over the globe. I see a ministry winning souls and saving lives. I see a ministry blessing people like, an, like a tree, like an edifice. That's what I see. That's what I see. I see a family of peace. I don't see myself being a wicked father. I don't see myself being an irresponsible father. I choose to be a good man. I, are we together now? It's a choice. This is what I see. I see Koinonia having the best workforce any ministry can have. That's why I celebrate them. That's why I honor them. You will never turn and see me embarrass the people I'm embarrassing myself. I love them and they know it. I'm not embarrassed about my love for them. Because they are gifted people. And I've created the atmosphere for them to be motivated by love and revelation. Not force. Is God speaking to us? You've got to culture your atmosphere. Sister, your, the next level of your life is at the mercy of your mindset. You've got to change it tonight. And say, look, the Bible says male and female, he created them. There is somebody who loves me. I may not see the person, but there's somebody who appreciates me. Forget about the one who came and looked at you and said, you think you are fine. Let him carry his trouble and go. But you know what you are looking at. I am a mother who will birth prophets and apostles and preachers. This is the mindset. Are we together now? You look at your academics and it looks like it's nose diving. And you say, I know my redeemer liveth. And people say, let's be real. Be real. You say, this is my reality. I reject that thing you are trying to tell me. My reality is what the word of God says. And I choose to believe it. 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 Ah, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the blessed of the Lord say so. Let the prosperous of the Lord say so. Let the great of the Lord say so. I choose to say it because I believe it. It says the, the righteousness of faith speaks in this wise. On, on the strength of conviction you must speak. So we are not just praying blindly. Oh, I know my life is blessed. And you just turn and say, oh boy, we really, well, let's just continue. My life, no, 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 no. That's not conviction. That's not conviction. See, in my little work, I don't boast of being a general in the knowledge of God. But I know something about him. He is faithful. This attribute of God, I can tell you experientially. 
God is faithful. God is faithful. I've seen his faithfulness. That's why I take out time to celebrate him. Those who put their trust in him never go disappointed. I guarantee you. If you were disappointed, you did not put your trust in him. If you really put your trust in him, you will watch your waymaker step into what looks like there's no way and begin to create ways for you. The night time will look like morning will never come. But when he arises like a mighty man that he is, you will see him move. My own is to keep agreeing with him. Lord, I agree with you. I may not see where I'm going, but I know that with you is a glorious destiny. While you are saying it, they, they laugh at you. No problem. They should keep laughing. Because when it happens, they will say he said it. I will never be ashamed of speaking the word of God. Many of us are embarrassed about it. So you believe it, but you keep quiet. You say, Lord, I thank you because you are changing my story. And, and you now look and they, they laugh at you and they say, Mr. Man, look, let me tell you. If I am God, I will hear your prayer. You that you are praying. See, when they tell you that kind of thing, you feel bad. Ah, I shout it to the mountaintop. We are going from glory to glory. From grace to grace. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says. And that's what I believe. That's what I believe. Let this mind be in you. Which was also in Christ Jesus. The word led here is permit. This is a very simple message tonight. That is an attempt to challenge us. To know that our thought life has a lot to do with our destinies. When you come to my place, you don't see anything that reminds you of the devil and failure. Nothing. Nothing. Everything reminds me of heaven and greatness. I have a little board where I wrote three scriptures. One about the anointing, one about favor, the other one about, about increase or greatness. And I love it. Some of us are negative. We must change. Negativism will make you birth things you do not want. Please believe me. Pastors, our minds must be stayed on what the word of God has said. There may not be money in the account of the ministry. There may not be this and that, but I choose to believe. I'm not just confessing blindly, but you choose to believe. My God is faithful. My God is alive. Hallelujah. We are going to pray. And when it's time to pray, I want us to believe. As you pray, you pray away these negative things that we have allowed the devil to put in our minds. The Bible says, cast him down every year. Sir. There are imaginations that have exalted themselves above the knowledge of the Christ. You went home this morning and there was no magi to cook food. You went home and there was nothing. There was just pepper. And you look at it and say, this is a mirage. My God is faithful. What about the welfare I'll be sending to foundations tomorrow? I see myself doing it. Papa Oyedeko, way before he had the money to buy any designer, shouted, he said, yeah, I can never be poor. He saw something. He saw something. To an extent that he was in America and he said, God sent him down to come and make the people rich with no evidence on your own part. Brothers and sisters, I believe him. I judge him faithful. He has been tested through different dispensations and he has been found faithful. My life is too small to judge the faithfulness of God. 
from glory to glory you are taking me from glory to glory to glory to glory from glory to glory you are taking me prophesy glory to glory to glory to glory from glory to glory you are taking me from glory to glory to glory to glory from glory to glory you are taking me while we look not at the things that are seen but the things that are unseen for our light affliction which is but for a moment that financial scarcity is for a moment brothers and sisters that sickness is for a moment that limitation is for a moment he said though weeping endures for a night he says joy 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 comes with the morning you are not the first to see carryover on the board if you wore a matriculation gown you will wear a convocation gown oh come on now there is nothing happening to you that is new that's why i said i was glad when they said unto me let us go to the house of the lord that's where you will hear testimonies that are worse than yours and how god delivered people out of it you are not the first to not have food to eat I shared this thing humorously. I'll never forget one, one time in my life, I was so broke, things were so bad, I bought bread. Well, for, for some people, that's prosperity now. I bought bread and then with granite and just choked the thing inside and I was just eating and rejoicing. I'll never forget locking myself and dancing. I was dancing because I saw people blessing my life. I said, the anointing in my life is an endangered species. It's impossible for me to be ignored. It's only a matter of time. When I said that, there was no hope of anybody bringing any seed to Naira to say, take. He is taking you. Sister, you will rise like an edifice. I'm telling you. It's from glory to glory. You are taking me Personalize it as we prepare to pray. Glory to glory to glory from glory to glory. You are taking from glory to glory to glory to glory from glory to glory. after me say in the name of Jesus all I see around me is the goodness of God is the mercy of God is the favor of God is the faithfulness of God all I see around me is increase glory beauty favor I reject every thought that is not consistent with the word of God. I am a blessing. Lift your voice and begin to prophesy. 
Lift your voice and prophesy. We cast down by the blood of the eternal covenant every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of the Christ. We cast it down. We cast down thoughts of failure. We cast down thoughts of limitation. We cast down thoughts of inferiority. Oh, hallelujah. We are well favored. The blessed of the Lord. Moving from glory to glory. We think only on things that are pure. Things that are true. Things that are noble. Things that have virtue. And pray. I refuse to see challenges. I see the faithfulness of God. I see the mercy of my God. Increase on every side. Honor on every side. Favor on every side. Make sure you are praying inside and outside. Hallelujah. Say after me in the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit. I tear down every negative thinking. Every negative mindset. Every thinking on failure. Every thinking on mediocrity. Everything that makes me look like a nobody. I tear it down in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and pray. Oh, I challenge it. Challenge cultural mindset. Challenge the speakings of man. Over your life and destiny. For as a man thinketh, so he is. For as a man thinketh, so he is. Out of the abundance of your heart, of your mind, of your spirit, your mouth makes proclamations. I reject failure. I reject failure. I reject limitation. I reject failure. I reject limitation. I reject failure. I reject limitation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, listen. It says, we having the spirit of faith, as it is written, I believe and therefore I speak. It says, we also, like faithful Abraham, we believe and we prove that we believe by speaking. Are we together? Everything you know the word of God has said for you, you are going to speak it. You are not just speaking, you are creating. Are you ready now? Lift your voice and prophesy. Oh, I'm the head and not the tail. Come on, create realities. Above and not beneath. 
many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivered him from them all no man is able to stand against me all the days of my life my path is as a shining light it shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day I am like a well watered garden the smell of my life is like the field that the Lord has blessed increase on every side favor on every side glad tidings on every side prophesy prophesy I declare in the name of Jesus I'm rising from one level of glory to another Gentiles come to my light they are kings to the brightness of my rising where I've been deserted so that no man will go to me I become an eternal excellency a joy of many generations I'm like a well watered garden I am planted in the house of God and I flourish in the courts of my God in old age I am fat and flourishing I'm like a tree that is planted by the riverside that yields its fruit in season whose leaf does not wither everything I do prospers everything I do prospers there is an unction upon my life that makes things to work everything I do prospers He reigns, He reigns, He is standing by my side to bring His word to pass. He reigns, He reigns, our God is an awesome God. He reigns, He reigns, He reigns, He reigns, He is standing by my side to bring His word to pass. He reigns, He reigns, our God is an awesome One more time. He reigns, He reigns. point listen the bible says even god who quickened the dead and collect those things that be not as though they were collect those things that be not as though they were collect those blessings that be not as though they were collect those favors that be not as though they were collect those miracles Collect those connections. Collect those destiny helpers that be not as though they were. Collect those new levels that be not 
as though they were. Open your mouth and begin to prophesy. Call them into your life. I call for destiny helpers. Pray. I call for prosperity. I call for increase. I call for favor. Call it forth. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you have an anointing upon you. Call it forth. Call for that miracle ministry. Call for that healing ministry. Call for those new levels of the prophetic. New levels of the apostolic. New levels of increase. Call for that direction. For the new level of life. Call for those ideas. Call for those strategies. For the next level. Call for those connections. Hallelujah. Let's add one more prayer point. Listen. The Bible says, If thou shalt say, not if thou shalt wish, on the strength of your conviction, if thou shalt say to this mountain, not any mountain, a specific mountain, if thou shalt instruct it, be lifted from hands and cast into the sea, and it says you do not doubt in your heart, you will receive, you will have. I like us to speak. There seems to be challenges in different areas of our lives. I'm not ignoring their presence. I'm only telling you they can change. Right now, open your mouth. Mention the mountains and tell them the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. The creator, the owner of the heavens and the earth. Go ahead. Migraine headache. The Lord rebuke you. Poverty. The Lord rebuke you. Delay. I say to you, be lifted and cast into the sea. Setbacks. The Lord rebuke you. Come on, pray. Speak to that mountain. This favor. The Lord rebuke you. Stagnation. The Lord rebuke you. Barrenness. The Lord rebuke you. Cycles of failure. The Lord rebuke you. Hallelujah. Chapter in the name of Jesus. From today, I choose and I decide to be positive. From today, I stop seeing failure. I stop seeing limitations. 
I stop living a life of mediocrity. From today, I declare that there is an anointing upon my life. There is greatness upon my life. The hand of God is upon me. I'm not ordinary. From today, I declare that no mountain will be able to stand before me. The wisdom of the Spirit is at work in me. Creative ideas are flowing through me. In the name of Jesus, when men say there is a casting down, I declare that there is a lifting up. My story will be from glory to glory. I reject negative reports. I do not receive them. In the name of Jesus. Listen. When this becomes the construction of your mindset, I guarantee you your life will be a wonder. To you and to all those around you. They will see an ordinary man, but you will see the results of God. Hallelujah. Before we pray for those who are visiting with us, I'd like us to lift our hands and let me just speak over our lives. Father, you put this word in my heart for your people and I'm praying that every single one of us from tonight give us the grace to reject negativism. As a family of faith, Satan will curse you and all you have to offer. In the name of Jesus Christ. We declare that every thinking of limitation leaves our life tonight. Every thinking of failure and setback leaves our life tonight. Every thinking of unbelief. Everyone here that is thinking I cannot make it. I declare to you that there is a hand that is holding you. And in partnership with that hand, you are nothing short of a wonder. In the name of Jesus Christ. I minister to people who have been victims of their past or the scourging tongues of men. People have made pronunciations over your life and have declared to you that you are good for nothing. In the name that is above all names, we change it by the word of God. We change that report by the word of God. I speak to you that you will keep recording one level of victory after another. That every challenge that stands before you will become your testimony tomorrow. I say it again. Every challenge that stands before you becomes your testimony. And all those who laugh at you today will laugh with you tomorrow. In the name of Jesus Christ. I declare, may our Ebenezer rise for you. The one who can help men, the helper of men. He said, thus far God had been our Ebenezer. Let him rise for you in the name of Jesus. Everything that has made you to speak negative over your life. Everything that has blocked your eyes from seeing the faithfulness of God will tear that veil tonight in the name of Jesus. And I declare that from tonight, 
your convictions will be positive. At all times you will rejoice and you will be glad. That praise and thanksgiving will never depart from your mouth. That you will never have any reason to see life in a negative dimension. In the name of Jesus Christ. We believe you have been blessed by this message. For additional information, you can visit us on Facebook on www.facebook.com slash Koinonia Parenting Network International or follow us on Twitter www.twitter.com slash Koinonia underscore ENI You can also download our messages on www.forshared.com Parenting Network International the of the Corona of God's life and earth.